Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to My Dad Wrote a Porno, The Footnotes. Now, we've got a very, very special guest this week. I've known her my entire life, and I think that she can give us insights on Rocky that maybe even I can't. Um, her dad wrote a porno too. It's my sister, Alexa. Yeah. Here she is. Lex in the house. Hey. <laughs> could we call you Ms. Flintstone? Is that, is you that how you'd like to be addressed? Yeah, well, you know, anything goes these days. Well, I have loads of questions about Rocky, but I have loads of questions about Jamie too. <laughs> oh, that's good. So maybe oh we should God. just, you know, the elephant in the room is, of course, Val Harris. <gasps> She's no <laughs> elephant, my friend. <laughs> She's a dainty oh. lady. Yeah, Jamie's past in the theatre. So Jamie told us a few weeks ago that basically throughout his childhood, he used to spend his Saturday nights... Not nights. Backstage. Days. No, you said nights. I did. You said that's how you like to spend evenings. Backstage at the Altrincham... What was it called? It, it is the club theatre. It's now the Little Theatre. Just hanging out with people, writing plays. She was like, one of the people that I yeah. hung out with. You did it too. Mm-hmm. We wrote a panto once. An entire panto, Jamie and I, cast the whole thing from our friends around where we lived. Had auditions in the it, cellar. We did. A panto. It was a panto. Sorry, auditions in the cellar, anybody? (laughs) Also, your friends in the nearby regions. How old were the friends? Because Jamie painted a picture of the friends being 50, 60, 70 plus. No, between the ages of, I don't know, 10 and 15. Is she saying 15 or 50? (laughs) One five. There were the people in the club theatre, people like Mike and John and Vicky Lane and people. Oh, those people. Yeah, Yeah. but they weren't our friends. These two were obsessed with the fact that they were our friends. They weren't our friends. They were our mentors. Yeah. What eight-year-old has a mentor? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sorry, can I just quickly go back to the auditions in the cellar? Mm-hmm. So you wrote a panto, you auditioned children, a play. you invited it was a children. Very serious play. You cool, fine. But you invited children into your cellar. Our friends, not children. We were, we old. were children. Yeah, we were also children. We were fifteen or so. No, you were fifteen. <laughs> We were eight or fifteen or twenty or so. (laughs) That sounds very dodgy. We were fifteen inviting children into the cellar. I don't think so. This was after we'd won the award for the best play, which was the well, the comedy. Yes, pick and mix. Pick and mix. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my days! Why have all my Christmases come early? No, Pick and Mix was a great one-act play. Um, it actually won the one-act play festival award. The top seller plays of the year. <laughs> um, and it was very highly influenced by Victoria Wood's Dinner Ladies. It was a character piece. What was it about? Um, Dinner it, Ladies. <laughs> 
literally, it was about two cleaners at WH Smith's. Or was it Woolworths? Woolworths. Maybe it was Woolworths. Woolworths. Which is a very... Um, very upmarket shop, Yeah, um, it's a stationery shop, right? Pick and mix. We're, and they were famous for their pick and... Yeah, it was Woolworths, because mm. they were famous for their mm-hmm. pick and mix store. Do you remember Internationally, that? I don't know if... Is that what it's called, where you get to choose your own sweets? Yes, or, exactly. Or a little buffet of sweets um, that you have to pay for individually and via... Wait, yeah. yeah. Um, and so we played the two cleaners. We were Horace and Madge. Madge, okay. And it was basically about us and the people who worked in the shop and their kind of daily trials, tribulations. It was it was very kind of Ken Loach, Mike Lee. Yeah, sounds it. Yeah, Sheila gonna... Delaney, kitchen <laughs> yeah. sink drama. Yes. Lovely. Sorry, the auditions in the cellar. <laughs> oh my God, he's obsessed with the cellar. No, just quickly though. So you'd audition them and then you'd give them parts, and then yeah. did that go on to be a production? We did used to like put on you know little skits and plays for. Uh, mum and dad but I guess you guys did that as well you you definitely did we've talked about this before with, oh, with yeah. your brother well we had a rudimentary keyboard I mean you're going to use that to your advantage aren't you that demo button's not going to play itself no lovely and James you used to, you used to perform didn't you I, well I, I had a Paul Daniels magic set Ooh. and I used to like learn the tricks from that and then I'd gather the family around and perform the tricks one was where lots of small sponges became a big sponge Many <laughs> <laughs> <Many> sponge <laughs> Honestly, my family were dazzled. You don't see much sponge work these days. <laughs> you don't, you don't. It is a lot For good art. reason, I would argue. But uh, yeah. Darren Brown's put it aside, hasn't he, and the like. More fool him. <laughs> David Blaine, like, I could get in a giant glass cube, or I could make a massive sponge out of tiny sponges. <laughs> Um, but anyway, enough, we're not talking about me. We're talking about Dad and and how Dad's newfound career has kind of impacted the Flintstone family, right? Well, okay, so let's take it back a bit. So what was your reaction, Alexa, when you first heard about your dad? When did you first hear about it for a start and how did you react? Was it a surprise? Oh, huge surprise. And quite frankly, I was really annoyed because I'm the firstborn here. Was yeah. I sent the manuscript? So it's your inheritance, yeah. really? Yeah, no. sure. Who was sent the manuscript? The boy. Yes. The Mortons pride themselves on not being remotely a sexist family, and quite frankly, I beg to differ. Oh. As do the books, a little. <laughs> Just a touch. So why do you think he sent it to Jamie over you? I think it was some sort of weird honorary filial, you know, demonstration of love. I don't think he would have thought that you would understand. But were you surprised? Because we've met your dad before, like, this all started. Were you really surprised? Like, you know what he's like. I was not surprised when I found out how hilarious it was and how brilliantly sort of naive. It has the stamp of dad. As Mm. you talk about so much, all those little details when we drink Mm. to the, you know, furniture and, you know, items like that. It's very dad. But it's also, I think it's a bit glorious. I think it's pretty wonderful to do that at that time in your life. I mean... Why shouldn't everyone do that? Well, I mean, you know, like in various forms, whatever whatever the, the medium is that they choose. I mean, not everybody needs to choose pornography. Yeah. No, no, no. And dare no. we call it pornography at this stage? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I mean, he could have written Pick a Mix too, but no, he decided <laughs> on Belinda Blink. It's been done. He's nothing but an original. That's very true. true. Very that true. That is true. When you think back to your childhood with Jamie and the others and the other gals, um, what's the like biggest rocky moment that you can think of where he's been a wind-up merchant i mean i know there were constant right yeah oh my god Const- i mean so many you say that and i'm bamboozled with options so this is just part of a campaign of trying to screw yeah. his kids yeah. i mean yeah. i remember being at teenagers once and i was allowed to have sort of mini not quite a house party but a group of people around and we were all very drunk and it must have been about two or three in the morning and mum and dad were out and they came back and we were in like you know we were allowed in the nice sitting room so i was oh. obviously trusted oh. friends jealous you know, group of gals and guys, you know, having a really nice time. We were all quite, quite pissed. Mum and dad came in. Obviously, dad absolutely blasted, completely off his tits. And he comes in and he goes, everyone, I'm Yuri Geller. <laughs> and he pulls, <laughs> he, 
he pulled a spoon out of his pocket and started to try and bend the spoon to impress my teenage friends. And I just remember thinking, do I go mortified? Or all my friends were killing themselves laughing, going, he's an absolute legend. And that's when I think I just realised... He's wonderful. And I just laughed my head off. And ever since then, they were like, how's Yuri? You've got to embrace it. That's yeah. the thing about Rocky. Like, yeah. don't push against it. Just let just let it come into your <laughs> let life. Let that spoon not bend, because it won't. <laughs> Family holidays as well. Jamie's always told us about how he used to burn CDs with just 20, version, 20 repetitions of the same song on it. Oh, yes. What else would happen on holiday with your dad? When he was like- One of my favourite stories is when we had a caravan attached to the car. So you've got four children and obviously our wonderful mum, Wilma, in the front and the caravan's attached and it's all fine apart from dad decides that he wants to take the scenic route Uh (laughs) uh-oh we're going up this limestone hill basically in rural france with a caravan yeah you remember this. this oh no and mum was like, I don't think this is sensible because the water's been high. We had to go over some kind of little Ford thing. It was like midnight. <laughs> and it was midnight. <laughs> and there were lots of children. I think I was about 16 or so. So everyone's younger than me. So this is a, you know, this is a troop of youngsters. It's late at night. We're Are you in the car or the caravan as the kids? We're all in the car. No, very they safe. would never <laughs> dare put us in the caravan with the, with the vehicle moving, Alice. Come is that on. not allowed? It's it was not dad legal. driving. No. <laughs> you shouldn't really even be in the car. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the car, you take your life into your own We'd be safer in the roof rack, to be honest. <laughs> anyway, so we're going up this stupid limestone hill, essentially. And because we've been through the Ford before, oh the caravan comes disattached, right? So the, the <gasps> caravan disattaches itself. It's been clunked too much. Ah, brakes on we all have to run out we've all got flip flops on it's the summer in France it's been raining it's all slippery we had to try and push a caravan oh. up a limestone hill wait how old are you how old is this band of mechanics 16 I am and then everyone's down from that yeah, so what, three minus years each three. way yeah, yeah. So what's the youngest? Like eight? Seven. Little seven-year-old. I think actually, no, I have to she say. She was no use. Just, they were put to the side. They were put on the verge. The little <laughs> ones, the little girls. Sorry, they'll hate that. But they were put to the side because that was dangerous. It just was fine for us to risk our lives, but not the little girls. We'll imagining like little B, like, oh, so tired, been asleep in the car. And I was like, no, get your gloves on. You're pushing the caravan. You want any sleep tonight? You're pushing that caravan up a limestone hill. But can I just say, we did push it up the hill and we continued on our journey for the next four hours. We did. So it was, it was not in vain. I mean, that's why the Flintstones had so many children, because if you get into those predicaments, you're going you're gonna to need A some kids. No, absolutely. But it's literally the Flintstones as well, you know, when they have their feet. <laughs> it is. Maybe that's where it came from. Maybe that was the inspo. What an image. <laughs> no, yeah, that was, that was a particularly horrible one. Do you listen to the podcast? Oh, absolutely. You've yeah. heard it all. Yeah, I love it. Uh, so, so what do you? What do the family? What do the wider family, as the representative for the family right now? Sorry, Jamie. Um, <laughs> the mouthpiece. What does everyone think? So proud. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we're batshit. <laughs> that's why we're mental. I know it's mad to say that, but honestly, I feel so so proud. For so proud of my dad for just being such a mentalist to sit down and do it in the first place, and so proud of Jamie, and you know always been such a wonderful brother of mine and so proud of all his achievements not to sound all blah but it's oh. true what are you reading to You're make reading it, it. <laughs> no, what's it given so, you I mean what I would say as well is I have to say it's a huge testament to my mum because my dad wouldn't be my yeah. dad wouldn't be allowed to be my dad without my mum's support and her amazingness we've got to talk Wilma she's Cisco great there were moments though at the beginning right where she was like I don't think so. Not happening. Oh no, she doesn't listen. No, no offense to Jamie. No, no, she doesn't like Jamie, listen. no, she doesn't. I mean, she doesn't want to ruin a marriage. She listened extent. to Emma Thompson. Yes, some of the <laughs> Michael Lynn. Sheen. She likes. She won't listen to this. Um, <laughs> no, she won't. <laughs> <laughs> say what you want. 
<laughs> you don't have an Oscar. <laughs> Sorry, darling. I mean, no. Um, yeah, but so she, she'll listen to some footnotes, but she doesn't listen to the content because that's not what it's about for her. She's very proud of dad. She's mm. so, so proud of Jamie, you know. And what does she think we do? <laughs> yes, it helps She's not like, to listen. She's like, they've got that lovely poetry show that they do. <laughs> yeah. She calls it Jamie's show. <laughs> No, she does not. She does. She said to my friend, because my friend was like, are you going on any holidays? And mum said, oh, we're just going to be seeing a bit of Jamie's show. That's very euphemistic. That's like when my aunt says, oh, James has got a special friend. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. And what's their relationship like? Like, because she kind of... James, man- that's none of your goddamn business. <laughs> Thank you, Alice. <laughs> but she kind of manages him, doesn't she? She's almost become Rocky Flintstone's manager at this point. <laughs> poor, poor woman. I mean, you can all empathise around this table. Well, the thing with mum and dad is they are an extraordinary partnership and that's what they are. No one really manages anybody. They are a partnership. They are a duo. And there are moments when it might appear that one person is kind of cooperating a little bit about that because they wanted to do something else. But essentially it is a partnership and there's no managing. I mean, you've met Rocky. There's not really any managing of the man. (laughs) So if you have listened to a lot, just going back to before, is there anything that you've noticed from real life? Is there stuff you're like, oh my God, that's from that? Um, certainly his travel around the world, certainly Mm. his fascination. My dad is such a people person. He can talk to, as Jamie mentioned, Mm. he can get on with anyone in any language. He's extraordinary. (laughs) He has this wonderful bonhomie. He just oozes it and everyone's just like, ah, he's great. And I've been to Brazil with them um, because I used to work out there. And honestly... I, is a hoot. You Anything you imagine <laughs> is nowhere near as funny as the actual situation that you get. Brilliant story. So he needed to get some kind of rat trap or rat poison or something. For a fr- I can't for wait a, to come stay. Yeah. For, a <laughs> for a friend. And he did this whole charade. He was doing that. He pushed his lips up, was doing the teeth, was doing the claws at the face. Finally, Mike was scuttling along with his fingers along the, um, the counter to try and get this product. And then the word is ratos. and that was the word same thing happened when he acted out diarrhea in the pharmacy the word is gia here it's literally like and then i was like yeah gia here doing all the pointing never lasts so much in my life vomito was the same spent all the time acting being sick repeat to fade the word was vomito i mean you can't make it up as you said you can't make it up i feel like if he got rid of the ratos he might not have the diarrhea and the vomito are there any bits in the book which have particularly made you uncomfortable as uh, offspring of Rocky Flintstone? Occasionally, yes. I mean, I, I, is it, mm. surely the sexy stuff. Yeah, some say. of the anatomical details, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, some of the sexy stuff, especially when it's just a bit gross, as we all know. But also that, I find that more hilarious. But I'm also a bit like, oh, bless you, you're nearly there. You're just he's so close. Often so close. So close. You know, he's in the right <laughs> area geographically sometimes and he's got the the sort of he's trying for the mood he's trying for the sort of moment but he doesn't and also can I just say I think her tits hung like pomegranates is a bloody great simile do you know what actually since since the early days yeah yeah, loads of people have pointed out that it's another text like it's a thing how pert they are the juiciness of fruit thinking about Adam and Eve and the apple the forbidden like I just think oh but that's not what he was come on this is revisionist history like it's not what he was thinking (laughs) about when he he wrote it drunk on sangria come on no he's got a lot of bible knowledge dad I'm telling you it's subconscious but it's there sorry I think he could go back to it a little bit some of this is not bible worthy (laughs) some of this would be 
I would say frowned upon, Alexa. <laughs> yeah. I he really won would. competitions for reciting the scriptures. Did at he? school. Oh, yeah, yeah, he was he dead did. good. Him and his brother. <laughs> they took and all the prizes. Every the gospel kids. by heart. Are you serious? Could he still do it to this day? No, he's 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 uh, lost the faith, hasn't he? A bit. I think the faith might have lost him. <laughs> yeah, more to the point. <laughs> also, I can imagine your dad remixing them and being like, as long as it's ballpark, you don't need, like it's it's just you know roughly the same. Stations words. of the Cross. So oh, at some point he did this. Yeah, whatever. Simon of Cyrene, who somebody? Yeah. Tell us more about Brazil because you mentioned it's a wild time. Do they? party a lot over there and oh like... they're so much fun I mean honestly sometimes keeping up is quite hard and mm. a good few years younger than my mum and dad obviously because they're my parents but I do have to sometimes gird my loins and go come on lecture cracking on do they go to carnival yes I've been <laughs> dad's drowned in in the parade <laughs> one time I lost them um, at a carnival in the northeast near Hesifi round there I was a bit worried about losing my parents and I'm sure they I mean they didn't even notice I was gone so that was <laughs> yeah. great but they're just having a wonderful and I found them dancing to dire straits <laughs> <laughs> just flinging themselves around in this incredible sky spangled with stars with all these everyone just dancing and laughing and just wonderful they are party people aren't they they are they really are does rocky talk about the books and the podcast quite a lot these days or is he does he is he good at keeping them separate he's much better at keeping them separate actually i remember once mm. jamie saying dad it's christmas you are dad not rocky <laughs> yeah. and he was like Okay, doing that mocking and pretending to listen to you, face. But he did actually listen, bless him. And, yeah, he did. Because I think does. you can get so excited about things. And that's that whole point about his effervescence and his enthusiasm for life, which our family do, I would like to say, you know, have as a whole. But that's part of it. And he's not doing it to be irritating or to be arrogant necessarily. He's doing it because he's so excited about it. Lecture, or, you and know, it is exactly. exciting. You know, yeah. this show's done, you know, crazy things for him. It has. And he's so proud of all of you. And he loves it. Do you know, the first time he played me an episode of the podcast, I was in Spain with mum and dad and he went, Lexi, just listen to her. They've just made it magnificent. Oh. Oh. He was so proud. He, when you were ripping the piss out of him, <laughs> you were rinsing him for everything it was worth. He was in his house. Watching him listen to it is brilliant. Yeah. Like when I got back and played the Lynn episode, he was literally bouncing off the walls. He was so excited. I mean, he was writing more songs, but... Um... I've never seen him listen to an episode. Oh, oh you should. Yeah. It's absolutely adorable. Because that's the thing we get asked most. Like, how does he take it? Because obviously we mm. do occasionally criticise him. Um, <laughs> Every now and then. And people are always like, is he not upset? But he's just... The phrase I always use is impervious to offence. Like, he's, he's just somebody who... But he loves it. Yeah, he loves And he it. really thinks it's funny, like, because he can see his own flaws. He's not stupid. Like, yeah. he's literally like, that's, that's fucking true. <laughs> She's got me there. Yeah, exactly. Because also, he never wrote these thinking that he was a great writer. You know, it isn't like he's, you know, been struggling for 60 yes. years to become this great writer. He's now got the time to do it. Like, this was just a bit of fun in the garden shed, literally. If we were to get him uh, a token of our appreciation and affection, what do you think is the perfect gift for Rocky Flintstone? Ooh, that's a good question. Because he's quite tough to buy for. Yeah. But he's also very sweet. You could literally get him a chocolate orange. Oh, he'd, he'd like, love Lovely, that. Lovely, thank you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, honestly. I mean, that's default every Christmas for me, but... <laughs> Would he, 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 when you bought him the poster and you'd all oh, yeah. signed it and he yeah. absolutely loved that. That was... I mean, he's never going to cry, but if he could ever be brought to tears emotionally for Rocky... He loved Aww. that. Yeah, we did get him a poster of the... Mm. Uh, was that the Royal Albert yeah. Hall? Yeah. yeah. Loved. So proud. Because it's a team, you know. And as much as, obviously, he is very much 
Rocky. He knows he's part of the team. He loves being part of the team. He's so proud of all of you as well as obviously so amazingly surprised and loving the fact that his work has found this spotlight. But he's so proud of what you guys have done. So he would, yeah, something like that he'd love. Well, we feel like we've joined the Flintstone family business. We're sort of adoptees, aren't we? You're just like two more of his children, really. I would push that caravan any day of the week. (laughs) (laughs) True love. It's been so nice to have you on because it's just given us a bit of like a different perspective on what we might normally, like... You've made him sound like a more... Because we hear, like, the silly stories and, you know, like Alice's, we're always, like, critiquing what he does. But it's nice to just hear about him as a more rounded human being. Alexa, I feel like to top it off, you should you should say the thing that really only you and Jamie and the girls can say. My dad wrote a porn. Yes, he did! <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.